listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Ahoy there. Ahoy there. Welcome in. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you are well. It is a lovely sunny evening on a Tuesday, the 22nd of May. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to get in touch with the show, at Full 10 Yards, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook as well. This is the third instalment of the My Team, My Thoughts series. But before we get into that, and we'll be talking, just to let you know, we'll be talking with Paul Brunt today, and we're going to be talking NFC South. We're going to be talking the Carolina Panthers. Like I say, before we do that, just a couple of bits of news to let you know. Uh, the Cleveland Browns will be on this season's Hard Knocks, which I'm actually quite uh, delighted about. There's, there's quite a few good storylines uh, there for the Browns. Obviously, they've uh, not been invited in previous years because you have to have a, a head coach that's been there, or sorry, a GM that's been there for a little while, and yeah, they, they've not. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see uh, the Tyrod versus Baker Mayfield battle in, in minicamp, and obviously or Nick Chubb as well and, and Carlos Hyde. So there's a couple of interesting storylines there, how they replace uh, Joe Thomas and all the rest of it. So, yeah, Browns are the new Hard Knocks team for this year. That'll be going out soon. Uh, other bit of news, they, the Philadelphia Eagles, your current Super Bowl champions, will visit the White House on June the 5th. Uh, I was invited, but I'm just too busy gouging my eyes out with Rusty Spoon, so I can't go on that particular day. Um, uh, for Ruben Foster, the um, big case out there, obviously the domestic violence case that, that was very, been going on, massive uh, massive U-turn. I haven't seen a bigger U-turn since my driving test. Uh, the accuser. Uh, admit, freely admitted in court that he actually, she actually tried to ruin the the career of Ruben Foster because they split up and she she wasn't too happy about it. So that was all lies apparently, and that that just blows my absolute mind. Uh, but you know, only in America can can that certain thing happen. Yeah, and the final bit of news today is it's Devin Funches's birthday, and why do I bring that up? It's mainly because we are going to be talking Panthers today in my team, my thoughts series, and I'm delighted to say we're joined by Paul Brunt, who's no doubt celebrating Devin Funches's birthday. Paul, how are you doing? Woohoo! Yeah, certainly am. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. I couldn't tell you how old uh, Devin Funches is, but um, I'm sure it's it's pretty young. I think yeah, maybe maybe 22, 23. I think something like that. Yeah, I think he's well. He's surely still on his rookie deal. Okay, so Paul, yeah, yeah uh, Pan- avid Panthers fan. Uh, I think I think my earliest uh, thoughts, uh, my earliest game memories of the Panthers, I think was Jake Jake Doholm, uh, quarterback. Probably I don't know six, seven, or eight, eight, maybe even a decade ago now. Um, I don't know. Obviously, yeah. you, you, have you been watching before then? Um, I, yeah, I actually um, started the Panthers um, in, in earnest around about the two thousand three season. Okay. Um, which ended up being the Super Bowl run, so quite fortuitous that year. Um, <laughs> stuck with them ever since. Um, yeah. And yeah, Jake Delone was indeed the um, quarterback. I think he, as a lot of quarterbacks do, he'd taken over from an injured quarterback. I think it was Rodney Pete back then. Okay. Um, yeah. And obviously did superbly well for us, um, and um, created a bit of history for the for the franchise getting to our first Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jake Holmes, uh, I, I, I can't really remember much because, and I didn't really make, pay much attention when I was watching back in those days. But he he struck me as a, a quite an errant quarterback. He 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 was a he was 
uh, one of those feisty quarterbacks that you get a bit of a gunslinging type. Okay. Um, very much hit and miss. You know, um, I wouldn't like to bracket him as a Brett Favre, but if you want to compare him to someone like that, he, he got worked up quite a lot. Okay. Very emotional. Um, and had two or three good seasons, and then he had a rotator cuff injury, and it, it kind of sort of fell away from yeah. there for him, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, one of my first shirts was a Jake DeLome shirt, number 17. Remember it well. Um, Warwick's lip faded out dramatically um, <laughs> amongst others. Um so, I mean, my background for NFL was probably before that, like a lot of people my age, um, mid-80s, Chicago Bears. Okay, yeah. The refrigerator, Perry, um, obviously Sweetness. Was it the 85 Bears defence, I think, obviously gets branded about a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think I think with um, the advent of Channel 4 coverage, yeah. they were the first one really to take these shows, I think, by, by storm and imagination. Yeah. Um, would tend to have known much about it. I remember a very tight-fitting bear shirt that I wore at the time. because <laughs> about 15. Pretty sure I won't get into it now. Uh, yeah. um, and then, like the bears, kind of faded a little bit. Um, not knowing much, you assume a bit like over here that a team's going to have a a legacy and, and like the Liverpools at the time of Manchester United since you'd think yeah. they'd hang around. But clearly doesn't work like that in NFL. No. Um, no. Similar with the Panthers. I mean, I, I got into the Panthers. Um, it was to do with football. As a, as a avid Leeds United fan, we were on the decline, sort of 2003. Got relegated 2004. Yeah. Heartbreaking. So yep. I thought, I'll try another sport. And, um, <laughs> kind of into hockey, um, baseball, a little bit ice hockey and baseball, sort of follow the New York teams. Okay. Um, wanted something completely different. Um, obviously, New York had two, two NFL teams, so... Didn't feel right to follow those. No. Um, had a toss-up between a few teams on Madden, if I remember rightly, and as usual with a lot of people. Yeah. Picked it based on the colours and who looked the coolest at the time. Texans were quite appealing from memory. Um, <laughs> obviously, they were quite a new franchise yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but unbeknownst, I went with the Panthers. And, and obviously, with that um, Super Bowl season, um, thought it was a good luck charm. Yeah. Um, rode on the back of that team, which, as you said, Jake DeLone. Julius Peppers, Steve Smith, obviously, today, um, but a few. Um, and thought, here we go, we're, we're around for the big time. And then not a lot happened after that, to be no. honest. No, no. Well, say, I, I think I think one of the first games I watched was uh, was a Carolina-Seattle game. And I kind of followed those. Again, I, I quite liked the Panthers logo. So I kind of followed them for, for a couple of games. And same with Seattle, the, the Seahawks. I think it was around about the time also when, I think, was it the, the Seahawks and the Steelers were in the Super Bowl, I think, one year as well. Uh, Sean, Sean Alexander sticks out in my mind. But, I remember, um, it, remember it well. Yeah, yeah, I remember it well. I think it was a couple of years after the Super Bowl um, run. I think it was, um, it'll have been around about 2000, 2005, 2006, I think. And we got absolutely destroyed in the championship. And I remember Steve Smith sitting on the sidelines, um, obviously a, a great player for us, yeah. and um, been pretty gutted, to be honest, almost on the par with uh, the Super Bowl loss itself, because it's, it's, it's like, getting knocked out in the semi-final, you're not quite there, you're not at the party. Yeah. And um, that was a pretty low moment. Yeah. Um, and then it was a bit bleak after that for a while, to be honest. Like I say, with DeLorme's injury, um, we had a few quarterbacks, um, none of them will, will be particularly memorable, maybe Vinny Testiverdi. Um, yeah. yeah. It's probably the best known one for being <laughs> probably the oldest QB ever in yeah. history to to put on a shirt. <laughs> um, Jimmy Clausen, Matt Moore, who's obviously still around, but um, didn't really pull up trees at the time for us. Um, no. So it was a, it was a bit of a, a merry-go-round, obviously, until Cam came along. 
Yeah, and I say that that brings us quite nicely on to obviously last season. So Cam Newton, obviously, um, I think is he is he still on his rookie contract, Cam? Um, no, he's, no he... he's he signed a deal. Um, oh, he's been in the league now seven eight seasons, so he Blimey, did sign that, a, that a decent extension. Oh, yeah. Um, that said, compared to what's flying around money wise now, like Matt Ryan's deal, yeah, um, he's I think he counts something like twenty five mil against the cap. Okay, All right, that um, sounds bad. Which I think I was speak speak to someone the other day about this, and it's that seems a lot of money, but but I think that's a trend yeah, at the minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you've got to look at your quarterback as to what he brings to the team. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of teams will spend money on QBs and, and don't give him enough um, supporting act. Yeah. Um, if you can get a good QB who's on his rookie deal, then you, you do what the Rams are doing basically with Goff, don't you? And you, you yeah. try and build a team around him as quick as you can before his deal comes to an end. Yeah. Um, don't do what Dallas are doing. So they've got... Yeah, a lot of teams are doing that. I think. Um, Teams like the Seahawks and, and the Panthers, um, you know, they've, they've, they've got a window, haven't they? Yeah. Um, Cam's 29 now as well, so yeah. his game, there's questions as to how long he'll be able to, to do what he's doing. He's, he's been pretty durable, I think he's only missed three games in his career. Yeah, for, for, um, for how he runs, because he's, he's an aggressive runner. I know, obviously, we, we can talk about last season, but... He, there was there was yes. a lot of there was they were, they were protecting him quite a bit at the start of last season, weren't they? And then obviously North Turner just came in and, and then kind of let the Jets go and let Cam be Cam a little bit. And um, yeah, he, he was very up and down last season. I, I don't I've got in my notes here I added in um, that he actually broke the, the when he, in his rookie year he, wrote, he broke the Peyton Manning's rookie pass yards twice in the first two games uh, against Arizona. Obviously in the first one that he he actually had a very very hot start in his in his rookie year but I, I i've got in my notes here that he's probably paying paying for that a little bit because everyone expects always always more from cam the, the the last couple of seasons obviously last season was a bit up and down had really bad spells but then also was really good towards the end of the season um and as i say it's it's quite hard to to put a finger on whether or not cam newton's going to sharp week to week I'd agree with that i'm i'm definitely in the cam camp though if there is one yeah um, I, love, I, I love cam he's love been cam. let down with this spot um, yeah, you know, we've talked about QBs um, at the Panthers. Hard to name a standout wide receiver that we've had since Steve Smith. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's quite quite famous. I think it's been quite famous since the draft when obviously Steve Smith said that DJ Moore is the, the finally the, the one person that can replace him. That's that's quite a memorable moment, I think, in the draft coverage over here. I, I think to me that you know it doesn't matter what the so-called experts say. Yeah. If, if someone like Steve Smith is, is saying this, this is the real deal, then. Uh, I'll take that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Tim, I think um, I'm looking forward to that one. I think it's a great pick. Um, who'd have thought we'd have had um, the choice of all the wide receivers in the country at, at number 24? I, I yeah. certainly didn't. No. Um, and I'd, I'd like to think we've, we've picked a good one there. Obviously, you could argue um, Calvin Ridley's a, a great pickup for the Falcons as well. Yeah. Um, Christian Kirk, possibly at the cards. He might have some issues. Um, but but I think we've, we've done well there. I think it was a position of need. It has been for a while. Yeah. Um, I think... Obviously, Devin Funches um, showed showed some good promise towards the end of the last season. Yeah, um, he's still on his rookie deal. Um, I think he, um, with regards to the Bills, I took a bit of a gamble on Kelvin Benjamin, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, his his stats since his injury aren't great. Yeah, um, to the Super Bowl without him. Um, he, um, he, I think he only did three TDs last year. Yeah, um, wasn't many. One of them for Buffalo in the snow, if I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's, 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 from what I understand, he's a little bit out of shape, to put it kindly. Yeah, um, he's not. He's not one that, that strikes I'm, I'm me as uh, putting it in on the training ground. 
I, I think I think you're quite right there. Um, and I also think um, the business side of things came into play. I think yeah, it counts eight and a half mil against the cap for the Bills next season. Yeah, um, which wasn't something we we could absorb. I mean, we picked up Torrey Smith for about five mil. Yeah, um, a year. So to, to get a player who's won two Super Bowls with the Ravens and the Eagles, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that one. So no great loss in that respect. Um, good pickup in the draft. Um, last season as a whole, um, eleven and five. I, I predicted ten and six before the season started. So, in respect to the record, um, it, it was better than expected. Yeah. Obviously, when you got in the playoffs, especially to a divisional rival, we obviously we had three teams from the NFC South. It's going to be just as tough this year. Yeah. Um, it was an okay season. I think even even the playoff, um, there was a bit of contention. At the end of that game, you try and black it out, um, and then you watch it maybe a few weeks later and uh, yeah. analyse things as you have to do because you, you have to wait a good six months or so before things get rocking again. Yeah. And, and you think, well, you know, was he out of the pocket? Wasn't he? There was a, the, maybe a dodgy call there that, that cost us. But um, too many of our games last season were, were close. I mean, we earned the Cardiac Cats sort of um, nickname. And it couldn't have been close to the truth last year. Um, a lot of wins were close. A lot of defeats were close. Yeah. Um, it comes back to what we said about North Turner this year. Obviously, Mike Shuler probably a scapegoat to a degree. Yeah. Uh, an offensive coordinator it was too predictable. Yeah. First down, two yards. Second down, two yards. And then Cam's always facing a long and medium, and uh, too predictable. Uh, yeah. Not enough separation. You know, Greg Greg Olson was missing. Who? Of all the wide receivers we've talked about, is is a stud, yeah. um, best pickup we've ever had in free agency. How the Bears let him go for a third round pick is beyond me. Yeah, um, tight end to get three thousand plus yards in succession season wise, um, yeah. and a big miss. Um, he's back. Yeah. Thankfully, um, for the draft, it was a bit of a worry. Yeah, well, I think I think Jason Witten beat him to the broadcasting booth, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Good old Jason Witten. Um, <laughs> good for him. Um, and I think um, we've got a couple more years of Greg. He's only 33. You look at Titans like Gates now, um, maybe can go go longer than that. I think it depends how the money situation is. But we, we've managed to eke a couple of years out of him. And, and you know, Cam will be thrilled. Yeah. He's got to guy. He doesn't, he doesn't drop balls. No. no and Greg. he creates that separation. You know, too many times we, we had the big guys like Kelvin and Funches and... And also Gettleman as a part to play in this as a GM. Yeah. And he obviously left um, just before the season started. Yeah. Um, asking Cam to, to stay in the pocket maybe a bit too long. Yeah. Um, with an O-line that's a little bit porous from time yeah. to time. Yeah, very much you know, so last season. There now and um, they're a bit injury prone. Yeah. Um, Matt Khalil came over. He, he got a bit of stick last year. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, if you look, yeah, if you look at his stats, so apparently there were three games he was terrible in. And, and the rest of them, it was pretty solid. So okay. if yeah. you can tangle it up a bit. Yeah. Um, we lost Norwell to the Jags, which is a massive loss. And it's a big pickup for the Jags O-line. Yeah. Um, that'll help Fournette massively, I think, next year. Yeah, I do um, agree. Yeah. And bottles. But um, for us, um, it, we'll go as far as Cam goes. It goes back to your point. Um, was last year a bad year? Well, he, he had to rush for the most yards ever last year that he's ever done in a season. He did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he averaged 47 yards a game. So, you know, he's, he's doing half a running back's job. And I think out of that, a lot of that was desperation. Yeah. And he was probably trying a bit too hard. Um, 
hence the uh, 16 interceptions, which isn't great. Um, and, and you can blame as many people you want, but Cam, Cam needs to probably mature a little bit now and, and and hopefully he's not panicking as much if he's if he's got some decent speed to aim for now. Yeah, uh, I mean just just on your point there, I think I think what DJ Moore does for for the team, I think with with Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches there, they were they were pretty much the same type of receiver. They're yeah. both big body receivers. There's not really anyone there that's that had has got a lot of speed since you know you had Ted Ginn. And I think DJ Moore will will have a little bit of speed and create separation, and and I think that that will help uh, Devin Funches a little bit and. Certainly, Greg Olson coming back will also help. Obviously, he's he's a safe pair of hands, and I know Ed Dixon had a, a one or two good games last season filling in, but he's not he's no Greg Olson. Um, no. Obviously, McCaffrey's be his second year. I think the the signing of of CJ Anderson is an upgrade on John, uh, an aging Jonathan Stewart. Uh, but yeah, but going back to Cam Newton, I say like, when when he was allowed to do what he kind of wants and what he's he's the best at. That's when Carolina seemed to play well. Um, obviously, it doesn't when when the the, the cornerback situation. That the Panthers had in the secondary wasn't that great last season, so they were chasing in a few times, which obviously not is not Cam Newton's strong point. You know, he fifty nine percent completion rate, and yeah, he didn't have a lot of supporting cast around him, like you say, and he had Funches. So I do, I do think the arrivals of Troy Smith and DJ Moore will will help complement Funches and the offense in general. So you, I th- you should hopefully see Cam Newton get back to kind of his rookie uh, couple of years, you know, getting back up to 65 percent uh, completion rates, but also North Turner being one of the best offensive coordinators in the game will let Cam do what he's, he's good at and you know escaping the pocket making a few runs and, and making those fir- those third and longs with make, making them with his feet yeah couldn't agree more I'm quite optimistic for the new season if I'm honest yeah. um, favourable schedule I think yeah I believe um, so yeah you know I don't think we have to travel far I think our longest journey next year is New Orleans believe it or not um, <laughs> divisional so, so yeah exactly um, so, so I think um, if I'm going to project and everything goes well, and obviously health health permitting, um, twelve and four is not not unrealistic. We should expect to be enough to clinch the division. Um, I'm sure the Saints and uh, Falcons, and, and to a degree, obviously the Bucks will have a say in that. Yeah, um, I think I think the thing with this the, the, the division is actually is very competitive. I, know, I mean, a couple of years ago, I think there was a team that got in the playoffs with even without a, without a winning record. I think wasn't it? Um, well, well, yeah, it was us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, so it's a bit, I think I think every team in that division as well has got quite strong uh, in the draft. The Falcons have obviously got a lot stronger in the draft, uh, and the Saints obviously were one one player away from being in the championship game last season. So it's a very 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 tough division. And I think again, the looking at the Panthers' schedule, they close out their, the last three games are uh, uh, twice against the Saints, I think, and yeah. against yeah. the Falcons as well. So that I think. Those three games, obviously, you know, and that's the way the NFL does it, and that's why what I quite like about it. You know, the last it will come down to the last week, and it'll be a divisional game. So one of the that you know their last game is likely going to be on TV as well. So absolutely, um, good good watching over Christmas and New Year usually, yeah. Um, yeah, especially my household. So yeah, yeah. Um, we, we yeah, it, I mean, I look at our stretch there, and I think our, our pivotal sort of stretch is, is before that, if I'm yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, I think we've got. The, the Lions away, Seahawks at home, Bucks and Browns away, yeah, um, and then the Saints at home. Now, if we get to that Saints game and, and realistically win those, I think the last two games could almost be material. Um, mm. You know, that's a, that's a very that's a very bold days, statement. That's a... um, but but you've got to look at it positively, and I'm sure I'm sure that's exactly what the, the the team and the guys in the in the group will be looking at and thinking. Yeah, you know, th- there's no reason why why we can't do this. A lot of the tough games are at home and you'd yeah. expect to have a, 
yeah, a good they're... matchup against Stars. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. Funnily enough, I was I was listening to a podcast um, earlier today, and they had the Panthers uh, guy talking about Panthers as well, and they said that yeah, they'll they'll probably demolish teams at home, but away the away games is where they'll find out you know how good they are, and uh, I think they've yeah. they've got the Pittsburgh Steelers on a Thursday night uh, away as well, I think on a short week, so that'd be a, quite an interesting sure. game to see how far the Panthers are, you know, against the kind of barometer of the teams in the NFL. True, couldn't agree more, and like, like you say, that second is always a. A bit of a worry. We've got Bradbury who's a solid corner. Um, I think Worley was involved in that um, deal with Torrey Smith. Yeah, which has, um, which turned out well for the for the Panthers considering <laughs> what's happened with Worley. It was good timing. I think I think Worley's ended up over over on the west coast at the Raiders since then. Yeah. Um, so it was a good deal. Um, however, um, with regards to draft, they picked up um, Dante Jackson, um, who is a bit of a talker apparently, a bit of a Richard Sherman type. Okay. Um, from LSU, yeah. Um, bearing in mind, it was tied equal first for cornerbacks in the combine. I, I don't really pay much attention to that other than his speed. Yeah. Um, it did a, a 4.32 on the 40-yard dash, which was equal with Denzel Ward, who went yep. fourth overall. Yeah, it's pretty fast. So, anything, anything, fast anything that's under four four is pretty good. Fast cornerback who talks a lot. That, that's what I like, and that's probably <laughs> what we need. Secondary, yeah. someone who's a bit loud. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had rookies there and none of them really panned out, Worley and Sanchez. Bradbury's probably the best of that bunch. Yeah. Uh, and I think a little bit like the wide receiver core, it's going to be by committee. Is that secondary? I think we've okay. got a lot of guys there competing at the moment. Yeah. Um, none of them are sort of household names as such. No, um, I mean, it means a far, it's a far cry since uh, Josh Norman. Yeah, well, Josh Norman, I mean, that that's... Um, Almost as heartbreaking as when Steve Smith left. I think that was purely a gentleman decision to let him walk for nothing. Is um, can't have been for business reasons that one. That that's a no. bit of a head scratcher even now. Yeah. Um, that you know, everyone in Carolina would love to have Josh back, but um, I think I think it's just too much in the old dollar um, you yeah. know column there for that one for us to pick that one up. I'm afraid. So yeah. it's going to have to be youngsters all the way, and and just hope that um, Bradbury improves as he seems to have done. And if we picked up a study in Jackson, then, then we're okay, really, to be yeah. honest. Um, yeah. And we've always put more emphasis on the front seven anyway. Um, I think one thing you can say about Rivera, with, with his um, you know, his linebacking experience with the Bears when he was a player, yeah. uh, hard to argue uh, there's a better trio in football than, than the three linebackers we've got. Mm-hmm. You know, Dave Steakley and Shaq Thompson. Yeah. I, I'd put them up against anyone. And um, obviously... TD is missing for the first four games, unfortunately. Yeah. Through suspense, that, that's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, Kinkley's Keek, always had injury issues as well, but when he's when he's on the yeah. field, he's one of the best linebackers in the game. Yeah. Well, well, I I think he is the best personally. Um, I, I, you know, another mention Bobby Wagner. Um, I think the Seattle D's got a major overall going on there, so yeah. Yeah. I, I expect Keekley to have a, another pivotal season. Um, he, he's a defensive captain, and he's a, he's he's the guy there that we rely on and uh, he's famous for you know knowing the players sometimes before the QB calls them is that is that intelligent yeah um, that's going to help and the front four has always been pretty solid you know we picked up Dontari Poe yeah very good signing yeah um, couldn't believe it to be honest we thought we were going now the um, bargain bucket like we usually do <laughs> um, but the style of teller I went to the Bills as a lot of our players have yeah um, I think he's an upgrade if I'm honest yeah um, yeah he is going to be, um, uh, you know, a, a space stuffer, if you like. He, he's not going to be one that creates loads of sacks. I think that'll be 
K1 Short's job. Mm. I, I think he'll occupy a couple of all linemen and uh, hopefully for the rest for, for Peppers and Addison, etc. Yeah. To and if you need to make play, if you need if you need a backup QB, I think he's got a passing TD to his name as well. <laughs> He's, he's the heaviest. I look this up. He's the heaviest guy in NFL history to throw a touchdown pass. Well, there you go. There's uh, a bit of trivia, bit of NFL trivia for you guys out there. Playing, he's 346 pounds apparently, um, but it, he's, he's famous for that touchdown. I think it was Christmas against the Broncos where he leapt in the air and yeah. looked like he was gonna. He was a wildcat formation, yeah. I think, from memory. A beautiful pass. So yeah. maybe if Cam's off his game, who knows? I wouldn't. I probably bet against it if I'm honest. But you never know. I don't. I don't think Ron Rivera is uh, that that kind of player, uh, that kind of coach. But no. um, just no. to just to another another bit. Obviously, news in the, in the draft. Obviously, Ian Thomas, the tight end in the fourth round, I think has has been lauded as quite a very 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 good uh, pickup and and somewhat a steal. Um, and he's obviously learning from the best in Greg Olson. So I think the the the, the draft pick there of Ian Thomas was was a was a sensible one because he's now got a couple of years to learn behind Greg there for when he when he retires, and that could be a, a, quite a good transition to to a new tight end there. Yeah, he's got an interesting backstory. I think unfortunately both his parents um, passed away through illness before he was ten, and he was in foster care. Mm. Um, his uncle couldn't look after him, and it ended up being his elder brother who, who brought him up. Um, okay. Yeah. When he when he was twelve. He's only seven years older. His older brother's nineteen, so there's a nice little backstory. We always like in the draft, like the yeah. Shaquem Griffin yeah. stories. Well, they they love they uh, love they lap it up over there, don't they? Yeah, he he, he was a bit of a from, from what I understand, um, bit of a, a blocking tight end initially, um, yeah. but he had a breakout season in his last year, uh, five touchdowns. Um, but he was drafted to go as high as the second round. So you're right, bit of a steal apparently. Um, yeah. Good guy. And very athletic and, and can do a lot and he's a, he's a raw talent. So you're right. If he's, I, I don't expect him to get a lot of um, time, you know, um, hopefully no. Orson's fit. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, that year or two, um, as you say, learning from one of the best in, in Greg, won't do him any harm and a, a good long-term pickup there, to be honest. Uh, again, a position of need. Um, we do do some double tight end sets. Yeah, so. yeah. I think, like you say, with Ed Dixon going, he, he might see a, a bit more, depending on how he comes on in the off-season, obviously, yeah. and and that. But I think overall, um, we did pretty solid in, in, in the draft. Um, I mentioned Dante Jackson. Um, beyond the sort of fourth round, it was pretty much defence. Yeah, it was. In, in I, the think, draft. I think every other um, pick was defensive uh, defensive player. Yeah, we, we, we um, I think we had Rashad Golden, probably the only one we haven't mentioned who... Who's, the converting to safety position since Kurt Coleman left and went to the Saints. There's a bit of a gap there. We've only got Mike Adams, who's who's about 100. Um, he's still playing well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've picked up some players who who um, kind of fill a need, but again, I think that's going to be by committee. Um, yeah. Denoris Cersei, I think, is probably came from from the Titans. Uh, he's a bit of a vet. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm hoping Golden can can challenge for that position and, and, and maybe. Um, come through because that's probably one area that I am a bit concerned with as, as the season progresses. There's, there's not a lot of depth there, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, yeah, and as I say, it's, it's quite a strange one because uh, it's only a couple of years ago where one of their, their defense was one of the best in the league. But um, moving on to the 2018 season, obviously you said you you reckon 12 and uh, 12 and four. Eleven and five is not beyond the realms of possibility. But when, um, yeah, do, do you fully do you fully expect it to to go like that and win the division? Would you say that obviously, obviously they made the playoffs last season, um, and 
I assume, obviously, you know, with a new owner in, uh, David Tepper, obviously buying the Carolina Panthers yeah. for two point two billion in cash. I mean, I don't know what I, how long it would take me to spend that amount of, of cash if I had it on <laughs> me. But uh, there's not, there's not many people in the world that can say that they've got that in cash, to be honest. Um, only leaves with nine billion, apparently. So yeah. I feel a bit sorry for the guy. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, he, he's gonna have to go to fan. Audi and Audi and Lidl for a little while. <laughs> I think that'll be ratified pretty soon, um, yeah. Tim. If, yeah. if not today, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think there are a couple of reasons for for Tepper getting getting um, the nod. Um, obviously, Jerry Richardson left under a bit of a cloud. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the NFL want rid of him, don't they? Well, I think I think I'm right in saying once once he sort of rescinds the ownership and gets his two billion in his bank account, um, there'll, there'll be no further sort of investigation. So it's kind yeah. of a win-win for everybody that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is quite strange, guy... actually. It's quite it's quite strange that the NFL will be like, oh yeah, it's not no longer our problem. I think, let's uh, say, listening on to a podcast earlier, that, that I think that the investigation will probably have like an, an end date and some stuff will come out of it, but it's not going to be anything like you know um, the, the Saints and um, you know when they were hitting all the players on purpose and that kind of yes. stuff. It's not going to have the yeah. same ramifications as that, but certainly no. the NFL just want to get rid of of Jerry Richardson and, and kind of wash their hands of him so they don't have to yeah. have it hanging over their head into going into the season. To, to be fair, he's 81. I think you're right. I think if, if they haven't sold to Tepper, there was another guy, um, Navarro, I believe, who yeah. actually offered more, 2.6 bill. But um, I think he was he was potentially looking at uprooting yeah. um, the stadium. And, and uh, it's quite a fierce north-south divide it in is, Carolina because yeah. obviously we're quite unique in that we cover two states. Yeah. And um, I think there was some uproar that he wanted to move. So, so Jerry Richardson was... Wanted a bit more stability. Yeah. Um, David Tepper comes from a Pittsburgh yeah. background. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a more stable um, franchise than the Steelers if you look at how they treat the head coaching and, <laughs> and the fact they've won so many Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, so so if that brings a bit of stability moving forward, um, that's great. I mean, it's not like you know our football where a new owner will come in and spend loads on the playing staff, it, which is what we love about the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think when I've spoken to fans that apart from obviously um, some issues we've already talked about the team, they, they were more worried about the stability side of things. Yeah. Um, it, it, a lot of it's weird, but it's, it's like they're more concerned about renovations to the, yeah. <laughs> to the stadium. Yeah. Um, and apparently the 70 odd million earmarked in 2022, I think the lease is up. And I think they just wanted some reassurances that uh, everything was going to stay as it is, which I understand is the main reason why, why Richardson sold to him and no one else. So yeah. Yeah. that's all good. Uh, um, obviously, he's a bit of a gambler, from what I understand. This guy, he's made his, his business from hedge funds. Yeah. Um, well, I think we'll wait and see on that one, but a good deal all around for, for us. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. And, and I think that will bring the stability. Um, North Turner will be interesting. He was doing really well at the Vikings a couple of years ago before he suddenly sort of walked out when I think they were in first place at the time. And it was yeah. a bit of a, yeah, was a strange, strange one. one. Yeah, I remember that. You know, I, I know now from from when I started watching when he was with the Chargers and how well they did with Philip Rivers yeah. and Maurice and Teddy Bridgewater. If it, if it can bring something to Cam's game that we haven't seen for a while, um, you know that Super Bowl run in 2015, yeah. 50 touchdowns. I, I'd I'd take that next year, I think. But um, realistically, um, I think it's always a team effort. But um, if North can bring something a bit a bit. Um, Less predictable, shall we say, than what we had through Schuler at times. Yeah, no, um, very predictable you know, at times. 
I'm no aficionado, but I was calling the place sometimes last year before. <laughs> before it was pretty pretty poor stuff at times, and and that led to a lot of close games where, you know, we really should have been blowing teams away, yeah. and, and we, we kept it close through through being really um, stodgy with our our play calling and, and not very imaginative. And I think that's one thing you can say about Norv is he'll, he'll bring that imagination to us. So I'm, yeah. I'm quite optimistic. About no it more, year. no more, no more plays from the coach suggestions part on Madden then. <laughs> all right so yeah so yeah. Like, so this just circling back obviously to to next season I, I suppose anything less than a than a playoff playoff run would be considered disappointing from your point of view we as a, as a franchise i'm not a glory hunter you know i could have picked another team or you know um i think our overall franchise all-time record is 183 wins 184 losses in a tie Very nice. um uh, we're we're not one of those teams. I think although we've got to the playoffs four out of five years, as, as you rightly said, there was a losing season in there. Uh, we've never had a back-to-back winning season oh, wow. um, in our know. history, so it would be history if we, even if we went um, yeah, yeah. ten and six. No, I didn't know that. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that's the way it is. Um, we're, we're we're not um, one of those teams like you know you might say the Patriots for example or the Packers, although. Um, the Packers didn't do well without Rodgers, obviously. Yeah. I, I think um, Cam's brought a lot more to the franchise than, than people realise. He gets his um, yeah, he does. His knocker yeah. for his dress sense, and, and it's easy to pick fault. Um, but, you know, since 2011, what, what we've done as a franchise compared to what happened before, yeah. it, it's completely different. And yeah. um, I think a lot of people realise what we had when he does finally hang up, whether that's three, four, five years down the line. Yeah. Um, I, I think his durability is key, you know, yeah. Yeah. Not just on the field, he's had a couple of car accidents and he's come back. And, and people have got to remember last year he was coming off a, a pretty severe um, injury. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't really in his full swing till, till sort of mid- midway through the season. No, I remember that. Now, uh, was, uh, was it his shoulder, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, had just, he couldn't even compare in pre-season, you yeah. know. Yeah, so, no, I remember that. Because they're saying yeah, that oh he think... might have to change his action or how he throws. Can like you know some weeks where he, when he had a good week it's like oh yeah comes back his shoulders better and then when he had a bad week the week after it's like oh his shoulders still not right and I, I remember all that for raw now yeah. You know his, his, his short passing accuracy is terrible which yeah. I think is where they've tried to adopt but but you know you beyond his, his mid to long range passing is is as good as anyone's um, he can fire it in there he just needs a target that can create yeah. a bit of separation so I'm saying all this now I could be having a different conversation you know. Come November, if if he's if he's having a terrible run, yeah, um, I don't think he will. I think, no, I think I think, I think well, I think part of that, like you say, is the supporting cast. And obviously, obviously uh, DJ Moore signing the draft. But do you reckon that there, there's, there's a couple of obviously obviously wide receivers on there that probably need to step step up? You've got Curtis Samuel, I think he's in second year now. Tory Smith, obviously, say signed from the yeah. from the Eagles, and you've got Jarius Wright, I think, who signed in free agency. I, I believe. Is there any one of those I'm those advanced. three, or is there, is there anyone more yeah. that any, anyone else there that might that needs to step up, or you think will step up next year? Well, absolutely. The, the the two guys, the two young guys, which um, haven't really had much um, in the way of exposure, but but we're confident will be on the roster. Um, so uh, along with Smith and Wright um, and Moore, um, there's Curtis Samuel, yeah. who was only 21. Yeah. Um, he was injured. Um, he broke nice. his foot. Um, he's he's um, pretty fast, this guy. Um, you watch his wheels. And then there's Demir Bird, who um, That's it, yeah. was injured twice. He he did our first kickoff return since uh, 2011. That's um, a, yeah. Waited a long time for that. Yeah. Um, I think it was 103 yards against the Bucks, if I remember rightly, because I, I think I rewound that about 18 times after <laughs> I've done it, because um, I've waited seven years to see it. Yeah. Um, he, he, he will also provide the wheels. So whilst I don't expect them to line up one and two, 
Um, you know, third and long, like you say, you've got McCaffrey in there. Yeah. Um, he'll be picking up out of the backfield as well. I think it'll make it a little bit more awkward um, for, for teams to just, um, as you say, pick the long guy, which, as you, you quite rightly pointed out, was was Ted Ginn and then nobody. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, never, never really think... replaced Ted Ginn. No, he went to the Saints and he scorched us last year. Didn't he? Just yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Blessed him. Um, <laughs> he's got wheels as well. Um, but these young guys, they, they, they can create a separation and I think um, I expect them to do that and that'll help Cam. Um, but it'll be by committee, as I say. I think I think um, five or six guys there. Jarius Wright, I think he's only got 10 touchdowns in six years. I don't, I don't really see much as more as a slot receiver guy. Yeah. Um, but he's worked with not before, apparently. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the main reasons why he's picked him up. Yeah. Um, so maybe he can, you know, he's got a coordinator there who he likes, and he can, he can get get something out of him maybe. Um, but but yeah, DJ Moore's exciting. I mean, you know, he's a guy who um, really excites me, and, and I think on the whole, everyone's absolutely delighted with this guy. Mm. Um, and, and I think if there's Steve Smith comparisons there, he was a good blocker as well, which is good. Yeah. He he did well. Um, I think he came out of Maryland, which is similar to Stefan Diggs's back. Ground, yeah, yeah, and um, both of them were terrible quarterbacks, apparently. Okay, and and if he does as well as Diggs, um, then I think we're on to a winner there, to be honest. Yeah, good, yeah, as I say, so I think Cameron are one of my more favorite teams to watch, um, in a, in a stacked NFC, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they, uh, if they if they bounce, not necessarily bounce back, but obviously perform a bit more, maybe a bit more consistently, uh, offensively, maybe, uh, going into 2018. So yeah, that's Carolina Panthers. And so with the league in general, are there any players, obviously you've been watching the NFL a bit longer than me, are there any players past or present that you, that you like to watch or you would like on your team? Yeah. Um, obviously, Steve Smith goes out saying it was it was like um, breaking up with a loved one when he left. <laughs> um, followed, him from a, followed him from afar at the Ravens. He he came back to destroy us as well when, when we played up there. He, he was an angry man. Yeah. Uh, possessed. He just played with passion and, and pride and um closest player i've seen to him is pierre garçon yeah. um been around a little bit he, he plays angry as well angry little man syndrome it's great to watch yeah um from from further afield um ray lewis is a legend who who embodied it wasn't just how he how he performed it's how he made everyone else around him perform yeah. um you know the, the, the Ravens Super Bowls, um, I don't think would have occurred without him. No, um, no. So that whole franchise, you know, grew basically from from Ray Lewis. He's yeah. he's a guy who, um, you know, hard to knock really. You know, as a mentor as well. Even when he retired, um, to all sorts of players, he reached out to, to them. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, players now, I mean, crikey, there's, there's there's hundreds in the league. Isn't there? I mean, there's JJ Watt. Um, Always had a bit of an affinity for the Texans and what they're doing. Um, they've got Clowney there, obviously. Uh, I've got Honey Badger now with Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. They're going to be um, good to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously, Andre Hopkins, if I had to pick a player who would, would be an instant fit for us, it, it'd be Hopkins. I mean, what he's done with the quarterbacks he's had up yeah. until last year, obviously. Yeah. Um, he he and he's obviously a Carolina guy as well. He um he would be perfect for us. Um I think he's the one current player that I'd love to have. Yeah. Um and then and if you look at other guys, you know, hard to look past someone like um, I've got a bit of an affinity for um the cards, the uh, wife's a cards fan, Abby yep. Cards fan. Um players like Larry Fitz, Larry obviously Fitz, there. Yeah. Um, and, and David Johnson, 
coming back. Um, I think he only played one week last year. He did, yeah. Uh, which is quite funny. I was in the fantasy and my, my mate picked him number one overall, so I had to chuckle at that one. <laughs> I think, I think, quite, <laughs> I think quite a lot of people would have done that last season and uh, got their fingers burnt. But, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he'll come back strong. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll, he'll he'll be good for them. Um, and then other teams, um, Jaguars, um, obviously they're local. I've, I've been to see them at Wembley, a friend, friend of mine. Um, she followed them. We went over to Wembley to watch them against the Bills. Mm. Um, yep. In 2015, that was a brilliant game. Um, 34 31. Oh, that was um, the, um, was that the Ellen Hearns diving touchdown in the corner of the end zone, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I remember yes. that. I, yeah, I played a bit on that and I remember. Yeah, yeah. Went over to see that. Loved it. Yeah, loved um, it. Yeah. Brilliant atmosphere. All the Bills fans left early, which is a bit sad. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was neutral, but, um, you know, the, the Jags have come on leaps and bounds, haven't they? they were, even at that time, they were a little bit of a joke. And they yeah. were, not anymore. Um, not anymore. No, no, you know, they've got Clay Campbell now. As I've said, they've got Norwell on the O-line. Yeah. A um, little bit worried about the wide receiving side of things. Like you say, they've lost Hearns and Robinson. Yeah. Uh, I think they've, up, they've got Marcus Lee there. They've picked up Moncrief from, from the Colts. But yeah. But when you when you've got Blake Balls, when you've got Blake Balls, Franchi, though, you're never going to have much of an offence, are you, I suppose? It's always going to be it's going to be run, 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 run. You 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 only have to walk well. They've got they've got a good runner to be fair, but yeah. you, you, it's all about the D with them, isn't it? Um, yeah. They've got speed to burn there, and you only have to look at some of the playoff games last year. Um, that you know you, you're not on that field long against them, and, and if that D can score points, you, you don't really need a QB. No, no, um, no. Reminds me a little bit of how the Ravens were with Trent Dilfer years ago when they won the Super Bowl, and he, and Joe Flacco, you know, he couldn't throw a tantrum that guy. Yeah, <laughs> they still got them. Um, <laughs> It, it can it can happen. It can happen. I think the Jags will definitely be one to watch. That division um, will be intriguing if Andrew mm. looks back. Um, yeah, both both South that, divisions this year will be quite intriguing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so those are the sort of teams I look at. The, the, the Cards, the Jags, Texans, um, and, and definitely DeAndre Hopkins. I know there's there's Antonio Brown out there, but I'm, I'm talking the whole package here. There's, there's no histrionics with Hopkins. He just does his Gets job. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd fit in great with the Panthers, to be honest, as a, as a local guy. But I don't think that's ever going to happen, unfortunately. But we can dream. I can always play Madden uh, and stick it. Yeah, in that's it. Yeah, Madden, Madden, <laughs> Madden. You can you can build uh, absolute dynasties on Madden. Okay, so uh, let's let's bring it back more to home. Is it? Do you watch any bit of any Britball or any uh, any college games in the in America? Do you watch that any uh, stuff, or is it just mainly NFL? I'll um I'll, I'll honest. I said I wasn't a bandwagoner, but but. As Clemson's in Carolina, I, I will follow them occasionally. Yeah. Um, I struggle to get a game live because they tend to be on a um, silly o'clock over there. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to local um, Yorkshire Rams, I've, I've watched one of those games. Yeah. Um, 2016, I think that was when I went to one. Uh, but partly the reason behind that was um, they were a bit nomadic and they've settled down now. They've got a nice stadium at South East Stadium. Okay. Um, uh, and we spent a nice sunny Sunday afternoon there. Um, they got destroyed, actually. I think I think they were playing Edinburgh at the time. Um, but I understood afterwards that they were played a bit of a weakened side. They had a few injuries. Um, okay. This season they've started off two and two and zero, oh, and they haven't conceded a point. Um, Very nice. They've had a bit of a break they've had, um, and I think they've got a couple of games coming up, third um, and tenth of June which I think I'm right in saying a Saturday. So depending on the kickoff, I'd, I'd like to go to at least one of those. Nice, yeah. um, nice atmosphere, sit and have a beer, watch, watch um, you know, American football. Um, That's it. Obviously, um, slightly different standard, as you can imagine. <laughs> just, but, yeah, just a bit. Um, 
quite impressive the, the, the effort that they're putting. You can't you can't yeah. fault that at all. No, no. And as I was say, it, it makes the off season go that that bit quicker, doesn't it? Because let's let's face it, it's a it's a, it's a bloody, bloody long time. Yeah, it's either that or arena football, and mm. and it's just just not my thing. That it's yeah. a, it's a bit weird. Is arena football? I struggle with that one. Yeah. Um, but that, that but leads yeah, us that uh, leads us nicely into into the last one before before we yeah. Uh, we get you out of here. So, if, if NFL or American football, you know, the sport disbanded tomorrow, what what would you end up doing on a Sunday or Saturdays if it's uh, college? It's it's kind of where we're at now, isn't it? It's like a separation. It's yeah. it's, it's it's really bad. You're hoping it'll come back. Um, if it, if it went forever, I suppose you'd do what anyone would do. Um, you'd probably drown your sorrows for a bit. Yeah. Um, you'd you'd um, probably binge watch Netflix. Um, <laughs> possibly exercise a bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then probably try and invent a really violent sport that you could get into to replace it. Um, <laughs> it, it, it it's what we're doing now. You know, you, you're just basically um, pondering up and down. Sun, Sundays is, is really about filling time because yeah. um, this is this is why we love the sport. At the end of the day, most most um, fans get get 17 weeks and that's it. And yeah. the rest of the year is just hoping and wishing that it goes better than the the previous year. And I think that's what we love about it. We're not. It's not yeah. diluted. No. It's not eleven months round like it is with football, uh, and and that's something that I hope never changes. You yep. know, some, no, some sports do fall down that down that trap, and yeah. I, I want it to stay as it is. I've talked about expansion, but I, I think the you know the quality of, of the players are going to suffer if they do that, yeah, and you're just no. going to get more injuries and and have bigger squads, which conversely means the standards will drop off, and yeah, I, I really no. don't want that to happen. No, I totally, I, totally I agree. Rather stick as they are. Um, if, if I'm honest, so so yeah. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice to. It's nice. It's nice when September comes along and you've got a couple of a couple of months of intense, you know, NFL action and you say the off season, the off season. Yeah. But it, it kind of builds, helps build up the hype, doesn't it? You know, obviously we've got we've got a bit of a low at the moment. Obviously being in May, still got we haven't OTAs yeah, yeah. are just about starting. Yeah, but you know, it helps. It helps. Yeah. We, you know, if you miss something, it, it, it's more all that more sweeter when it come when it comes around. But you know, we can do we can do fantasy football mock drafts and all that kind of stuff in the meantime and watch. Mm watch footage and watch you know netflix of all that all or nothing and that, that kind of stuff as well so there's plenty of stuff nowadays yeah. that we can we can fill out time with anyway yeah and hard knocks is coming soon the good old browns that should be should be interesting to see how, how they do as well obviously yeah yeah, yeah very um, very interesting field has got a bit of a crew around him now so yeah um yeah game pass helps as well i've, I've recently found nfl game pass and that, that's a bit of a life change if i'm honest yeah um if ever want to sort of fill an hour of my day with a bit of NFL, you could do worse. Yeah, okay. gaming, game, the gaming forty is one of the best things that have, have been brought ever brought to a to an electro, electronic device, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> yeah. cool. Okay, Paul. That, that um, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on to talk about the Panthers. Hope you uh, you hope you enjoyed that, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Cheers. Keep pounding, fella. <laughs> and you too, mate. You take care. Cheers. That was Paul Brunt there. Thank you so much, Paul, for joining us. That was uh, loads of Panthers talk there. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you want to come and talk about your team, get in contact with us at 410yards, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, 410yards at gmail.com is the email address. Like I say, we want to hear your thoughts on your team. There's 32 teams there, so there's plenty of choice to choose from. Please get in touch. Love to have you on to talk all about your team. But uh, that that pretty much does it for us for this week. Uh, Don't forget we have two podcasts uh, Thursday we'll be talking charges with our with our friend of the show Lee Wakefield, so stay tuned for that. But uh, in the famous words of Kevin Cale, it's bye bye for now. Bye bye.
for listening to the Full 10 Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.